0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hit it! Shot. Shot. Oh, baby, what a play! Woo-hoo-hoo. This is Jeff Wadoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and Moore. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman, Joe Valerio and I discuss this week's divisional tilt against the Los Angeles Chargers, a game Joe will be attending. But Joe, first, I was in uh, uh, Las Vegas over the weekend uh, doing a story. It was part of a media junket for um, previewing the Super Bowl, uh, which is going to be there. There was a kind of rooftop bar at the Resort World Casino and Hotel, and they had like a little, like, kind of a couple chairs. Little set aside like they do in those Vegas bars for us, but we got bumped to a different section, Joe, because Katy Perry and Jeff Bezos um, were there, and understandably <laughs> they, they t- took our seat. So we still had a little, little private area, but um, and I did so. I I did like every time it was a, like a it was like the rooftop bar, and they had like an outdoor area, so I'd kind of check out what the skyline looked like. But as I went there, they were indeed there. I would kind of peer over real quick uh, to check them out. So that's, that's my, my uh, cool uh, story from the weekend.
1: Nice. And, and and if you, and if you hadn't left Jeff Bezos would have just snapped his fingers and said to his assistant, <laughs> um, Hey, uh, we're buying this, we're buying this whole hotel casino. Okay. So everybody get it.
0: Like yeah. and, and it was not, you totally would do that. It was not just them; it was like you know, it's not like they were on a on a on a date or anything. I that would have been that would have been the truly juicy news. It was they were hanging out. There were like you know, like six other people with them. But I'm like, what in the world do Katy Perry and Jeff Bezos uh, right. have in common? What are they yeah. talking about? What do they have in common besides being very very wealthy? I, I did not yeah. get close enough to eavesdrop on that part. Well, you said I'm going to
1: the game, you know, this week and I am going to be heading out to Kansas City for the uh for the Chargers game. It's alumni weekend, right? Dante Hall was going into the Chiefs Ring of Fame, Ring of Honor. So excited to, to see you know, to see right. that much deserved, well deserved. Uh but I'm hoping, you know, since we're gonna be on the club level, you know, with at at the Dante Hall reception, you know, for him going into uh in the Chiefs Hall of Fame. Maybe Taylor Swift might show up.
0: We might, we
1: might, you, you had a Katy Perry Jeff Bezos sighting. Maybe I have a um, you know, maybe I have a Taylor Swift sighting.
0: That would trumpet. Is she from like I know she's an Eagles fan? Is she from like the Philadelphia? She's from Pennsylvania,
1: yeah. She's from a little okay. town called Wyatt Missing, which is not far outside of Philadelphia. She she, she is an Eagles fan. And she you is a very in a self-proclaimed. She wears Eagles gear and mm-hmm. stuff, and she sings songs about the Eagles and things like that. So yeah, so I saw a T-shirt the other day that was uh, was an Eagles green shirt, and it said, "Taylor." It said, "Taylor's boyfriend's brother," (laughs) on it, (laughs) and it was like it was so. It was a Kelsey shirt, but Jason Kelsey. So, (laughs) so that's great. Everybody's playing on the Taylor Swift
0: Travis thing, including our podcast. Clearly, well, now that we've got our celeb. Uh, news out of the way, Joe. Uh, big game on the docket Sunday. Chargers-Chiefs, you know, typically it's a, it's a tight game. The Chargers often are ahead late, but then combo of the Chargers snatching defeat from the jaws of victory and Patrick Mahomes' is just general clutchness leads to a KC victory. Joe, same script this go-around? Yeah, I think so. You know, I heard
1: a crazy statistic that, you know, Justin Herbert, you know, throws more interceptions on touchdown winning drives or non-winning drives I should say than any other quarterback in in recent history so he's 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 holding some kind of record at this point that's definitely you know not going to play well for for the chargers if they're trying to you know win a game uh especially against this this vaunted chiefs defense which i think is is moving into top five territory plus, right? Mm-hmm. They're at least, a, you know, and the margin of error between a top one and top five defense is going to be small anyway. So, you know, you could say they're the best defense or not, you to know, top, but they're definitely a top five defense. And and I think that's complementing this team really well, especially since they're having some struggles in short yardage and in the red zone on offense.
0: Uh, Joe, that's that's a good, let's properly attribute this stat. I think, was it Stephen St. John? Was he? Was he the one on your morning spot on eight ten radio who came up with that stat? Or yeah. That, um
1: I can't remember if it was Nate or Steven, or Steven. who came up okay. with that on eight ten. Um the border patrol. We you know listening.
0: we we're accurate here. We want to give credit to who yeah. credit who who well, deserves this. Credit. That's
1: yeah, if that's you, the professional. Media mogul that you are, <laughs> yeah. editor and 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 magazine writer and author and you know that's that's not me. I'm just like spouting stouts, stats out like they're mine, right? I googled it, you know, whatever. But yeah, I make sure we give those guys the proper credit. But yeah, it's a it's an interesting stat. I mean, you know, it and it and, it, and he he did it again this 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 week, this past week in their loss, and um, you know it was another game that you know maybe the Chargers you know should have won. Now the Cowboys have great defense and put a lot of pressure on him in that game and you know there's something to be said for at the end of the game for the pressure that he did have on him when he did throw that pick. I mean it wasn't like he was, you know, just standing back there all alone in the pocket but nonetheless, you know, if the Chiefs do the same thing with this defensive front that they have, you know, he is he's going to have problems all day, you know, with this, you know, with with this team and the chip on the shoulder that the Chiefs are playing with right now.
0: And the stats don't lie. And the one thing I, I'll, I'll say about Herbert, he, he missed, he also missed some throws against the Cowboys. He, he did not play well, albeit against a good defense, but I think it's not, I think it's not as, as much a Herbert thing. I mean, again, he, the stats are there. There's just, it's something, it's, it's like a Chargers culture from the top out top down. It like even predates Herbert, like Phillip Rivers had the same thing. I just, they always seem to like, find ways to just lose a game they should win even when they have a lot of talent um so i i i'm i'm kind of reluctant to pit it all on herbert um I, I think there's some real i think right now the biggest issue with the Chargers, i think there's some major um coaching issues i i just don't i don't think brandon staley is a very good coach uh you know he he was brought in as a um a kind of he was the defensive coordinator on the Rams. So defense is his thing. And that's really where their struggles have been Um, up until this week. They were ranked as one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, So, yeah, I, but that's a great point on, on Herbert. I would just think, I think Herbert right now is kind of the least of their problems um, despite those issues late in games.
1: Well, but, but also, you know, to add to the, to the conversation about that statistic you know it does tell you something and to me it, it what it tells me is he puts a lot of the pressure of of the team and the city on himself and he's trying to win games right that's when you're throwing picks on game winning or attempted game winning drives it means you're trying to to win it yourself right mm-hmm. and and i'm not saying he's a selfish player but but he's just he just must feel that extra added pressure of trying to carry this team on his shoulders with, you know, having one of the worst defenses in the league and having a history of, you know, I love that term. you used Jeff snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. I mean, that's, that's tough for a quarterback. Cause you feel like at that point you want to win the game. Like you want to take yeah. it. On. And that's, I think that's something we used to worry about with Patrick, right. When, when their yeah. defense had its struggles, the chiefs, um, we always used to worry that Patrick was going to be one of those quarterbacks that tried to, to just take the whole team, you know, on his shoulders and, and he's done a great job of, of acting more Joe Montana-like, you know, where you put your trust in the other players and you just be you and you try to win the game and uh, and do all the things right that you can do right and and you don't kind of add that extra pressure on yourself. And that can be really tough on a young quarterback.
0: Great point. And Joe, I, I think what you said about trying to do too much, you know, I think they have a new offensive coordinator this year, Kellen Moore, uh, who's with the Cowboys. And I think what they were trying to do, they're trying they thought that there was too much on Herbert that you know and so they're gonna try and add more balance to the offense, run the ball more. Um but Austin Eckler with had his first game back so they they haven't the running game hasn't been there. He, he'll be back for the Chiefs game as he played against the Cowboys and Mike Williams is hurt. Um they wanted to give more targets to make things easier on Herbert. So they drafted Quentin Johnson in the first round and he is really not been a factor um so still a lot on 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 herbert um and more on this matchup but first it's a texas showdown in the postseason and bet online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info with up to the minute stats news scores and matchup breakdowns get the latest game odds spreads and totals for the nfl and college at your fingertips with bet online's real-time updates on statistics news and odds We have everything you need to stay up to speed on each league championship series all the way to the world series head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code believe BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. Joe, I, I feel our promo should have maybe highlighted the Phillies instead of the ALCS, you know, that you're, you're, you were, at one, you were at the you were at the last series
1: I was at the, the the last game against the Braves that Thursday night when they clinched it or won it and uh you know sent them the game that sent them to the uh the National League uh championship series so uh yeah it was really exciting my god it was so loud the fans never stopped cheering it was almost like they felt like the the Phillies were gonna win that game and then they come out last night and you know just start up the blast that they were hitting in those first couple of innings. You know, that first ball, the first pitch the Phillies of the game, you know, Schwarber hits hits a bomb and uh their bats are have really come alive and their pitching kind of came through in the end. Um yeah, so it's been a lot of fun, you know, watching the fills and seeing what's happening. But um, you know, super, like you said earlier, super excited to get out to Kansas City to see this game and get the live action again. And, and, uh, you know, I have to watch it on, on television and, and see this team in action and, and really get to feel the energy of, of Arrowhead, which is, you know, a place literally like no other. Uh, so, yeah, so it's, you know, and, and this, this, this Chargers team, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I want to put them in that sort of like Vikings uh, area They're you know, the games that they've played, the talent that they have, you know, the, the the types of losses that they've had the chargers you you look at their record jeff they're kind of the same kind of the same way i mean they they gave they gave the dolphins everything they could right uh that first week and we know how how good the dolphins are right now um you know they only had a a three-point loss to the titans they they only they beat the vikings by four they beat the raiders by by a
0: touchdown and that Um, cowboys team they lost to you know 2017 that the cowboys are you know, the Cowboys are as talented as there is. That's certainly not a bad loss there.
1: No. So they're you know, this is a good, this is a good two and three team. Right. And, um, you know, weird bye week, right. Having a bye week five, that's, they had to be frustrated when that happened. You kind of want to have that bye at least, at least, at least a little closer to the middle of the season. So you yeah. can rest some guys, um, you know, having that bye early probably threw them off a little bit, but uh, you know, I, it's a, this going to be a good game because they always play the Chiefs well. It doesn't matter, you know, the AFC West. You know, it doesn't matter what records are. Look at the, mm-hmm. look at the Chiefs Broncos last week, right? I mean, we know how what a, a dumpster fire right now the Broncos are, and you know, they they were they were in that game to a certain degree, right? And mm-hmm. and and the, the AFC West is st- there's still something in there. There's still an underlying factor of, of the tightness of that division. Not like you and I promoted two years ago when we thought that the AFC West was going to like,
0: you know, every Yeah. Yeah, You know um, and especially chiefs chargers always seems to be tight. Um, You made a good point that the chargers are two and three. This is the one thing that gives me pause. I, I still think the chiefs win. I think they, I think it follows the script of the previous matchups. I think the Chargers might even take a lead at some point, but I think the Chiefs pulled out in a tight game at the end. The one thing that gives me pause is I often think that um NFL games come down to who needs it most, who is most back in backed in the corner. I think uh Cowboys uh Chargers was a really good game and I really thought like the Cowboys after just getting embarrassed by the 49ers, they were gonna come out with a strong performance. I mean, the Chargers, their their backs are against the wall. If they're they're two and three right now, they lose to the Chiefs or two and four. I mean, you gotta think that you're almost out of the playoff race there. I mean, a lot of season to be played, but two and four is you've dug yourself quite a hole. That's that's the one thing that the man, this is a must-win game for the Chargers.
1: Yeah, I, I I I totally I agree with you, Jeff. But I, you know, I might I might have to point counterpoint you on on the fact that I think, believe it or not, at five and one, which you're like, wait wait, how are the Chiefs back against the wall? I, I think the Chiefs backs are a little bit up against the wall, at least offensively. Mm-hmm. At least offensively, that if this team doesn't come out and have a decent offensive experience this Sunday that you know you might start to see some chip away at their confidence and 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 sort of their ability to to overcome some of the obstacles that are going to happen uh throughout the season uh, especially as, as the race starts getting tight and and they start you know got a really really meaty part of their schedule coming up so you know i i i'm i'm not going to say that their backs are against the wall like a you know like a caved animal at that point the way that it might be for the chargers but i will I will kind of say that I think the Chiefs also have a lot to lose if they don't win this game. And you're like, well, what's you know, big difference between two and you know, two and four and, and five and two? Uh-huh. Yeah, I get it. But uh, I don't know from a confidence perspective and a and just an overall like momentum that they need going into this. Like I said, that this meaty part of the season, I think they need this really just as badly uh, as the Chargers do.
0: That's that's an interesting uh, perspective there, Joe. You know, speaking of the Chiefs at five and one, and there's been so much talk about the Chiefs' offense being out of sync. But right now, with the the Niners and Eagles losing last weekend, so they're tied for the best record at five and one. And you look at their their only loss game to another five and one team, the the um, the Lions, who obviously are pretty good. And that game was with without Travis Kelsey, and Chris Jones. Are you kidding me? Like all of a sudden, you look you look at that resume and you're like, geez, God, that, did. That I mean, I think the the chiefs are, are favorites again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and what a surprise, you know, just not to make this about the lions, this isn't believe in lions, but you know, their only loss was, it was an overtime loss. Yeah, like right. This, 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 things are heating up for the lions, but that's just, just an aside, but no, you're, you're, you're right, Jeff. I mean, the, this team's, you know, this Chiefs team is for real. Like let's, let's not, you know, let's not, uh, let's not forget how good they really are and how good right. they, they really, when, they when really we're are. When we're
0: looking at all these, we talk, we spent a lot of the pod, obviously, talking about, you know, whether it's the offensive line penalties or the wide receiver unit trying to still get in sync. But, yeah, they have the best record in football. They barely lost a game to another great team without, you know, their best, I guess, weapon you know best yeah. receiving target and with clearly without their best defensive player
1: yeah I mean the, the game that gives me the most pause is 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 last week right which you right. never wanted to be your last game because you know the loss the win against the Broncos almost a lost right 40 and slip but you know what they did what they needed to against the Bears like that that was if if that game would have been close you know you think oh what's going on with this team but you're right I mean The Jaguars playoff team been playing very well. The Vikings, you know, they are a a heck of a squad. Um, They got a lot of talent and you'd never think that with a a team, you know, that's really, you know, has a, has a bad record. But I think this, I think this chiefs team just needs to get their confidence going on offense. They just need to find out who they are. They got to define themselves in the red zone. Um, You know, that field gets really short, Jeff, you know, the closer you get to the end zone, it's, it sounds easy, like you're getting close to the end zone. So it's almost like you're like, well, of course, if you're close to something, it's going to be easier to get in. But, you know, with the athletic ability and the the, the types of def- defensive coordinators that are these masterminds in the NFL, like that field actually, as it gets shorter, it gets harder. It's easy to play with between the 20s, right? You got the whole field, you got all 50 plus yards, you know, sideline to sideline, you got the whole you know, field in front of you, if you're in the midfield, you know, you can run deep routes. You can, you know, you can, you can go, you can go for broke and and take a, take a shot at the end zone from, you know, the 20, 30, 40 yard line, but you start getting close, man, the field gets really short. and Your playbook gets smaller. And, and that's what I think the chiefs need to do. They just need to figure out some methodology around being better in in the red zone.
0: Joe, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Joe, you know, the the guy I'm actually – the matchup or the player to watch for me is kind of an under-the-radar guy who's had a really good year, uh, and he's actually had a contract year for the Chiefs, Mike Dana. Um, I'm I'm curious to see if he – I think he's earning himself a lot of money. Uh, he already has three-and-a-half sacks, you know, like which would be on pace to really shatter his, uh, you know, his career. He only has 13-and-a-half in uh, his – it's a, it's a, his whole career he's played I think this is his fourth year and but he's been really good against the Chargers he has four sacks against them um and he had that doesn't include he had the big play he had the big hit on Justin Herbert did which injured his ribs last year so actually that's kind of the guy I'm watching and the under the radar guy that I, I think listeners you might want to also watch out for him Joe what's your matchup to watch or maybe a player to watch in, in this game well I'm gonna.
1: I'm going to go with a, a captain obvious statement here and, and, and maybe keep your eye on, on Charles Amenahu. you know, yeah, if, if yeah, Spagnola can, you know, get him into the rotation, I'm sure he's in great shape. He's probably been working out for the last six weeks during his suspension. He's probably been doing field drills and, you know, doing all this stuff to, to get himself ready for the game. And, they're probably not gonna you know it's not like he's gonna be playing 60 70 plays so he's probably not gonna be winded um they're gonna work him back in but i'm i'm anxious to see anxious to see what that looks like and 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 what the chemistry will look like with him coming in six games and you know I know we, we won't get a full look at him because he's probably gonna be used relatively sparingly but you know this might be a game where you know the Chiefs might pull out all the stops and and show every player as much as they can so who knows? But regardless of, of how many snaps he gets, I'm I'm anxious to see, you know, what he can do uh, against this team. It could be a decent confidence builder. I'm not saying that um, the Cowboys like destroyed their offensive line, but you know, they gave they were giving Justin Herbert fits and he they were in of his face. Yeah. A yeah. lot of pressure. So, you know, if that's a telltale sign of, of an offensive line that, that's been struggling because I, mean, I, I know the Chiefs defensive line is 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 just as good, if not better. Than the Cowboys defensive line, even though the Cowboys have, have a have a pretty strong D line. Um, you know, if they take the same tact and and do it, you know, it could be a good test to see, you know, for Charles Amenahu to see if his his, his confidence gets back after after being out for you know better part of the first uh, or or the first you know the first part of the season. So uh that that's my you know long, long answer to a short question, but that's who I'm gonna be watching. Of course, with all the other usual suspects. Uh, you know, everybody wants to see you know what Patrick can do and how he can use this receiving core to to the best of their ability. Uh, he's still he's still spreading the ball around. I mean, you look at the receiving, uh, you you know the receiving stats and you look at the targets per player and you look at the number of, of receivers that have catches and it's pretty pretty astounding actually when you think it, when you look at the true spread of what he's doing with the wide receivers. It's it's uh, you know there's really not anybody who's st- short of Justin Watson being, you know, for a while being their their leading receiver per catch and, and their leading receiver per yards, but he's got a little bit of a banged up elbow, so we'll see how much he gets used.
0: Uh, Joe, you mentioned uh, Amenahu on the Chiefs defensive line. Also worth noting about the Chargers defensive line. You know, the guy you usually kind of circle on their defense is Joey Bosa, but he's been limited. He played against the Cowboys, but it was out, you know, kind of in and out, not making a – Uh, uh, much of an impact because he's been bothered by uh, nagging injuries and the guy who actually has been bothered by nagging injuries the last couple years Khalil Mack might be the guy to watch he's had a really good year he had six sacks in the game almost approached uh, Derek Thomas's uh, seven sack record Uh, so kind of interesting to look out for Mack maybe more so than uh, Bosa Joe what's your give us your uh, prediction for this game yeah. I mean, I think,
1: I think the, the chiefs are, you know, I've been, I've been going really high scoring for the chiefs. I've been actually, I've been pretty close on all of my defensive uh, scores. And um, I I've been a little bit overestimating um, on the chiefs just a tad um, in, in the games where I thought they were, I've, I've been very close in, in games that where they played good teams and, um, so I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking this game is gonna be um, you know, I think the Chiefs are gonna get their sea legs back on offense. I think the defense is gonna continue to hold. I'm saying 27-10 Kansas City.
0: I'm going uh about the same points for Kansas City, but I, I'm going a little closer. I'm going like 28 um 24. Uh, I think it's going to be 24-21 Chargers. I think they're going to be showing flashes in them, just like a typical Chargers-Chiefs game. I think Mahomes (laughs) leads them down probably with a Travis Kelsey touchdown uh, to win it. It'll be like 24-21 Chargers, and then that uh, just like usual, just like the usual script. Um, Joe, tell us about uh, what's kind of the weekend itinerary for this Alumni Chiefs Hall of Fame game.
1: Yeah, you know the Hunt family and the Chiefs organization does such a great job. You know they they um, pre- prior to the game, you know they they get in touch with the players, uh, you know, and they do such a great job of making it, you know, welcoming and easy to get registered and and get there and and make sure that they give you an idea of what's going to be happening. They send you a, a great if you're going to be in attendance, they send you a great jacket. Uh, to wear for while you're at the game, which is really cool. Oh, it nice is cool something fall to wear, which is really cool. Is um, it like
0: Is it like a special like Chiefs alumni jacket, or is it just yeah. like Chiefs? All right, I yeah. want to. I want to, next pod. I want to. I want to see you sporting this. 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 Yeah, we'll really have, cool. to, I'll
1: have to show you. And and this year they put a they put a football patch on it for Norma Hunt. Oh, nice. And um, they put her initials on it. And Clark sent a note along with the jacket. Um, you know, it's a nice fall, you know, lightweight October, great for October. It's, it's black with the Chiefs, you know, legends uh, community on it and, um, and a nice patch uh, in honor of Norma, Mrs. Hunt, who, which is fantastic. And, and Clark wrote a really nice note um, to the players who were coming and why that patch was there and how much we all adored uh, Mrs. Hunt. So, yeah, so that, that's really cool. So they start off with that. And then, you know, they've got, you know, block rooms of hotels set up downtown, and then they've got shuttles to get players to and from, you know, events. And, uh, you know, the, the, big, the big thing is going to be, you know, the Dante uh, Hall uh, reception that they have at the club level and they have a the big area roped off and, and they do allow fans who are there walking by on the club level can watch and listen to the speeches and, you know, you'll You'll, they'll do a typical Hall of Fame, you know, type induction um, speech, and then obviously they do the stuff at halftime with Dante out on the field. But uh, when they unveil the the Ring of Fame name, and uh, yeah, so they just they just do it right, and they have a, you know, it's just it's just one of those one more of those things that that the Hunt family does uh, to do it. Uh, Will Shields uh, is hosting a, 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 a an event. Uh, at top golf for for oh, players uh, to come by. And so, yeah, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. Great to be great to catch up. I know I'm gonna see Grunny. We already talked about it when we were, you know when we were talking when he was with us on the pod. So yeah, should be really fun. Great way to get the players all together, who are, you know, especially not all the you know the ambassadors that live there, right? that live in Kansas City, but for the out of towners, they they really make it special.
0: That's really cool. Joe, I know you' were talking with Grunny about, you know you guys how you're gonna see each other uh, this weekend. Have you been chatting with any of the other kind of friends or former teammates about uh, about this weekend and meeting up? Yeah,
1: you know, I'm I'm sure it's you know, Danon. Uh, I always talk to Danon about it, but he can never he can like stop he's, by, but he's doing the game. Yeah, yeah, so he's working, you know, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, Louis Aguiar, of course, my old punter bud, you know, that I, I got the snap to. So uh, Louis will be there, so we always catch up and. um, you know, we we had a great friendship with Louis, such a great guy and got to know his family. Uh, and uh, yeah, so those are those are a couple of guys that, you know, we've reached out to. And then and the nice thing about it is it's kind of like a it's like a potluck surprise, like who's going to be there. So when you get there, you're like, wow, OK. And, you know, last year, I mean, Marcus was there and um, Neil Smith and uh, got to see, um, you know, Keith Cash. And, uh, you know, some of those old players, uh, at least that I knew. And, it's, you, know, it's, you know, it's really fun is getting to meet some of the players that are Chiefs alums that I would never get an opportunity to meet, like the Tyree Poe. You know, I, get to, I got yeah. to meet him, um, which was great. And Will, of course, Shields. Uh, I've been texting with Will about, uh, you know, catching catching up with him and, and seeing how the family's doing. So ton, tons of fun. It's just one more thing, again, not to, to beat it up too much, but it's just one of those things that the Hunt family and, and the Chiefs organization, they just – they, they just adore being the chiefs organization and bringing people back. And it's just, it's a, it's a really special time.
0: That's uh that's very cool, Joe. And you're bringing the family, right? You're bringing the,
1: the, yeah, my daughter's, my daughters wife. wife. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We're bringing my daughter's boyfriend, which is nice. Big wow. step there coming back with us to Arrowhead. We'll get to meet, meet all of my old teammates, which is great. So, uh, yes, we've got, we've got, uh, a lot uh, a lot of a lot of fun stuff playing a lot of barbecue on the docket and um, yeah we're gonna we usually we're gonna take the girls back show them some of the places we lived and, uh, and some of the areas where show take them to the school where Jen taught in the Blue Valley school district and and take take them by the the, uh, the elementary school where where she spent uh, you know her time teaching when she was living in, in Kansas City so yeah we're we're super excited about bringing the family back and and, and showing them some of our old haunts. And, and of course, it's it's Halloween, and you can't you can't ignore the fact that they're going to have all that those awesome haunted houses. So my daughters are kind of like, hmm. I hear it's like the haunted house capital of the world. So uh, I think we're probably going to have to have to hit the haunted houses as well.
0: Very cool. Uh, sounds like a, a fun weekend, Joe. I can't wait to hear uh, the breakdown. You're bringing a lot of people. I'm hoping. I really think that the Chiefs should be you know, footing the bill for this entire Valerio clan and boyfriend to. Yeah,
1: hopefully we add to the decibel level, right? Uh, (laughs) Maybe we'll break a decibel level record with all the folks we're bringing.
0: It's certainly going to be stimulating that economy in (laughs) Kansas (laughs) City. Well, if you enjoyed this show presented by Bet Alive, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.